Welcome everyone to Dorm Dream Chat Special Edition Episode 2. Uh, this is a little mini-series that we do on the side uh, where me and Harry... Hello, Harry. Hello. Uh, go out and we review movies. Um, we already had... We already did, First episode was Guardians of the Galaxy. This time around, we just watched it today, but we... Uh, Went down to the uh, the old AMC and we saw Spider Man across yeah, right the Spider Verse. Just came out today. Um, I was pretty pumped. I was pretty pumped for this movie because I really enjoyed the first one, uh, which came out. I think you said all the way in 2018, which it doesn't feel like it's that old, but I guess it is. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's old now. I mean, watched it back in high school. Uh, I remember freshman year, man. So that's true. I. I remember it being very good because I, 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 we, we bought it. I, first of all, my family, we bought it on Prime and I just remember like watching it like I think at least four times like when it initially came out. Uh, it set the bar for animated films, I think. Like it, it really, it, it showed what could be done because um, like I was talking to you privately about like animated films these days, it feels like a lot of them strive to be as realistic as possible. We've seen it in Lightyear movie, we've seen like on Super Mario Brothers, and that's not a bad thing. But when you see a film take its own kind of art style and just really master it, such as uh, Into the Spider-Verse did back in 2018 mm -hmm. um, with a comic book feel, I mean, it, it really does kind of show you the, the true potential and the, I think the true use of uh, animation. It shows you just a, a very nice, clean look of how the art can help tell the story yeah. as opposed to just look as insanely realistic as possible, which isn't bad either. Um, but I think it definitely made it much more unique. Yeah, and it was ahead of its time too. Like you said, I think it definitely set the bar of like how good animation can be. Like I feel like ever since that that 2018 kind of point, animation movies have been like picking it up. I feel like picking up the slack where because I feel like. I don't know, somewhere, you know, in the in the 2020 teens or whatever. I, I don't know, I feel sure. like animation kind of had a drop off for me, at least. Um, oh, yeah, it definitely did. Like, of course, they were still making kids movies and all, but I don't think there was as many animated movies kind of geared towards adults and all. At least like big ones that caught my eye. But I, I remember that one vividly. Um, and uh -huh. yeah, really excited for this one. Um so, so I don't know. How do we feel about it? it like, all right. In well, short, I mean, in short, like, um, I, I, I guess, yeah. What, what are your initial thoughts? Sure. Well, I mean, as always, spoilers are to follow. Um, so if you do want to watch the film, go ahead and watch it. I well, I guess. Okay. Uh, let, let's just let's just try to be spoiler free here for a moment. Sure. I would if you haven't watched it and you enjoyed it. I, I think it's a good movie. I, I think you're not wasting your money. By going out and watching no. it, and especially if you I feel like inevitably, it. if you watch the first one, you're going to go anyways. Exactly, and, exactly. And that's, that's a fair reason enough. Um, if you haven't watched the first the one, you should go watch that. I feel like the price has dropped after a while. <laughs> it's been a couple yeah, I mean, years. Um, definitely watch the first one before this. I'd say it definitely relies on uh, kind of the foundation from the first film. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, if you can, definitely would uh, try and watch the first one before uh, watching the second one here. Yep. But yeah, I think very, very good movie. Good movie overall. Yeah, overall, I'd say the film is fine. Uh, however, if you are, uh, we're really into the Spider-Verse, into Spider-Man in general, into this whole universe. I, it's hard to say you won't be leaving slightly disappointed, I think, is uh, the spoiler free. <laughs> yeah, to give a quick or a very short summary uh, without trying to deal, delve too much. The second movie is mostly about, um, so after the first movie, you know, like everyone kind of went their separate ways, uh, uh, the, the whole gang and all. And the second movie, M Miles is kind of facing this like feeling of being alone because he doesn't really have anyone he can like talk to about, you know, the whole Spider-Man thing where, you know, like first movie had, you know, his mentor, uh, Peter B. Parker, he had Gwen and all everyone. So, you know, he doesn't really have anyone around him and, and he, he feels scared to tell his parents that because he, he thinks that's going to change how they like look at him and all. So he's like dealing with uh, this feeling that we've had in a lot of Spider-Man movies of like, you know, separating like a spider kind of job, Spider-Man job or whatever. And then, you know, your personal feelings as well. So he's, he's dealing with this sense of aloneness and, you know, his kind of not talking to his parents as much because of that. He feels like he's lying to them and his parents are kind of like, also feeling that like they're kind of like you know losing their little boy as his mom says and also um 
the main villain for this, uh, his name's Spot. He has like this ability to like loop, uh, I don't know, create portals basically between two places that he can like go through and all. And um, the whole movie is about Miles kind of learning about this like spider society that's um, created by, uh, is it Miguel? Uh, Miguel O'Hara? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and how they like go around the multiverse, like patching up holes, basically. Um, so I, I think I don't want to deal too much. I think that's that's pretty good, right here for like a spoiler free. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty good. Okay, um, I don't want to so get too into detail, of, but yeah, that's the basic yeah. synopsis of it. All right, now though, spoiler nah, spoiler nah, warning. Now the spoiler, spoiler barrier is going up. What the hell, Harry? <laughs> no. Oh, well, man. If you haven't watched uh, it, they end on, like, the biggest cliffhanger. Uh, like, I have not been that dissatisfied at the end of a movie. And, and not but it because- has to be... Yeah, one of the most dissatisfying endings I think a film could have a like that. Time. That's because essentially it gets to the point, it passes the threshold of it being acceptable for it to be continued. Yeah. It basically gets to the point where there's 20 minutes, you would imagine, 20 minutes That's left in the thinking, film. Yeah. 20 or 30 Just minutes. enough time to resolve the conflict here, and then they do the to be yeah. continued. So, which all makes us wonder, and they, they've announced that the second film, uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse, is coming, uh, what people believe to be around March 29th of uh, 2024, so within less than a year, which thank God, because any longer that would have been a dis- well, already kind of feels like a disservice to the fans, but regardless. <laughs> um... I'm just so confused on what they're going to do for the second film because there's at most, unless they find some magical way to really stretch this out, 20 minutes, maybe at most 40 minutes mm. of content to do here. And, and to give some context, that, so um, uh, Miles basically learns that every, every like across all the Spider-Man and spider Womans and all like older stories, there's these events called canon events which happen to like a, a large majority of them. So like, for example, one of them being like, uncle um and dying uh or like another one being like some uh, uncle figure yeah some uncle figure dying yeah so it's sorry it's not always been or um one the police chief figure uh dying uh uh-huh. which uh, i mean i think like the regular one is like uh gwen's dad you know so yeah um so for miles i mean miles's dad is the uh police chief yeah he's so just about to be poli- promoted so he realizes kind of that okay like his dad oh, is dad probably going to yeah. die. And so the thing with that is um, Miguel has stated that with these canon events, if you try to like disrupt them or don't let them play out, then like basically that entire like spider, uh, that universe like collapses because of that event being prevented. So uh, he had tried to do the same with his uh, saving his family or not saving, but like living within a universe where he is with his family and then that universe collapsed. So basically he says that like we have to like these events have to play out and it has to just kind of like, happen. You can't, yeah, you can't interfere. You, they, like, yeah, it breaks like the space-time continuum type thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Miles is no matter how tragic they are, it's, it's part of them, yeah. part of the Inspire Man uh, type Exactly. Thing. Yeah, he says like it's a sacrifice and all. And Miles is obviously very much against it. So, you know, at the start you have this thing where it's like, you know, Miles is joining like the spider community, blah, blah, blah. But then like he is against it and they're fighting and all. Um, and yeah, like basically what he's doing is like what's considered like an anomaly and like is detrimental for the Spider-Verse. So he's fighting Miguel and everything. And we get to the, the thing where so Miles realizes that his dad is the police chief. So he's going to die. And Miguel says in like two days. Um, so the fine where the movie ends is Spot, um, who Miles gets like a vision is the one who's going to do it, who, who's going to like kill his father. Uh, he spot basically arrives back into uh, Miles's universe because he realized somewhere along the line that his portals don't only connect like you know from like one side of a wall to the other like he can go through dimensions through universes basically so he, like travels all around through universes collecting like some kind of dark matter power I don't it's not really explained I don't think it's all too important but like goes around multiverse like collecting power and then comes back to his original one to um, pay back Spider-Man because uh, apparently Spider uh, Miles is the one who created him by destroying the Collider in the first movie. Um, so the movie ends is we spot he like 
portals back to the home planet and, and like it's like oh no like Miles' dad is about to get it um and then Miles also tries to return home and so does uh, Gwen and uh, Gwen like picks up like a bunch of other Spider-Men that we've seen uh everyone from the first movie uh Penny Spider-Noir sure. the maybe the pig and like a couple new ones too I don't remember but like she gets like a crew together yep. to help Miles with this a lot of the OG yep. crew from the first film and Ooh, and it's quite, quite exciting to exactly. see exactly and then that spider crew gets to gets to the Miles's world and then to be continued like I was like my mouth I, like just draw dropped I was just like yeah it is not yeah it was really not pleasant and we had a decently our, our th- we watched like the very first showing right mm-hmm. the very first showing of this film it's matinee it's like 12 o'clock start so not too many people there but I will say quite a few um I mean like a decent handful about like 15 20 mm-hmm. um maybe close to 15 but um they were decent like decently vocal like you'd hear them like awe and gasp and laugh uh, a lot during the film despite the size but like I think what people would what the maybe the creators would imagine like people going oh my god there's another one and people being like very excited like oh my goodness it's coming the next film to finish this off Mm -hmm. instead it was met with just dead silence (laughs) by the audience it was like I think they were all so it was, annoyed. It was like they were all so seconds pissed. of silence, and then people were just like, "Huh? Like what?" Like, the people just were leaving. Like the second they saw Doobie Good D, they literally just got out of their seats and left. So that was definitely not a positive thing, and it definitely it is not. You can't do that. I I don't know if who's out of touch there at Sony, but like you can't have the sequel come out. Like five years after the original released, <laughs> to not even fulfill its story and make the audience that have been like loyal to this series like have to wait another year almost, mm-hmm. almost a whole year. It's uh, like, and- for man, at least it's a year, like roughly. Like it shouldn't be much longer, shorter than that, because they needed to do that. So obviously, this was planned. Yeah, they they had this other film in the making while this one was also in the making or about to be released. Um, but like. I don't know. It just seems a little distasteful. I, I I think part of the distaste is we were discussing it on the the car ride home. But like in other movies where they have like a part one and part two, they have that somewhere in like either like the promotion of the movie or the title. You know, like it's stated beforehand. Whereas this one, I didn't do too much looking online. Maybe they like hinted at something, some second movie to this. But I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like, and I like I was. And once again, like you said, like the timing just seemed really off for that kind of uh, part two kind of thing. Because it's like, yeah, like I like we said before, like I only thought there was like 30, 30 or so minutes left of the movie because we're like at the final fight. Yeah, no, it was definitely felt like you're getting to the classic superhero ending. And I did say it, it felt like it's running a little long, but I mean, it like he'll probably be around three hours or whatever by the time this this fight uh, gets finished. Uh, I mean, it was kind of hard. I didn't really have a sense of the time. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it, it's it's runtime is two hours and 16 minutes. Don't think it would have been a crime to just add 30 minutes to finish this fight off. Mm-hmm. Make it 240 a little longer, but I mean, pretty good. But no, for some reason, uh, we had to do this. We had to do this to be continued thing. And it's like it's different because when you, I, I was talking earlier like um, to me about this, but it's like. There's films, right? Like like Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows, Part One and Part Two. You got the Hunger Games, Part One and Part Two, and all any film that has Part One, Part Two. At least the audience is going in, like accepting, anticipating the fact that whatever this is, the main thing will not be finished. You know, it's yep. gonna be a to be continued thing, and I know that. So going in, when I get to the end, it won't be disappointing. But at the same time, it still has like kind of like a micro ending, like maybe a little side story got its ending, and then you're done. <laughs> Um, but the the main threat is still on the horizon to be dealt with in the second film. But in this one, nothing was resolved. Uh, like none none of the little micro side stories are resolved. Um, to at least give you some sort of satisfaction, it's just the only satisfaction is um, a Spider Woman in the case of twenty minutes has gone across like eight different universes to get the original crew back together. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess if that's satisfying to you, I mean, you get to see like the the OG people from the first movie for like two seconds on screen yep. <laughs> um, before it cuts to black uh, to tell you that the movie's to be t- continued. Um, but really, 
I just don't think it was, I, I've said this many times, I don't think it was a tasteful way to deal with this. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it, but it, it, that makes me curious for what they're going to do with the next movie, because like I said, I only felt like there was 30 minutes of runtime left. You know, this is the finale fight with Spot. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do for the next film because obviously we can't have like a 30 minute film so I think like there were a couple elements that I could see them diving into for example um, so when Miles tries to return home to save his dad uh, he gets sent into the wrong galaxy because we learned that the spider that bit Miles was also from another galaxy and uh, the, the, the machine that sent him back like analyzes the DNA of the spider that you're bitten with so he doesn't go back to his uh, original home he goes back to the home of the spider um so yeah so so that yeah the big kind of like moment was like oh miles morales was never supposed to be spider-man because the right. spider that bit him like Is was from, from a different yeah, universe exactly and was supposed to bite this like so essentially and the the peter parker or whatever from his universe is dead um so that his home universe has no spider-man right or no, the other universe where the spider came from has no spider. The home universe of the spider <laughs> yeah, has no spider. Because he's had two, and then Peter died. Mm -hmm. So now that universe um, where the spider's from, which Miles then gets sent to in this film uh, by accident, uh, is left with no Spider-Man. So we get to see kind of like this very corrupt-looking world with a bunch of like mayhem and crime everywhere. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we learn that in that universe, uh, Miles is works with his uncle uh who we saw in the first movie is you know kind of like a a, a criminal yeah um mm -hmm. and he is the prowler in that universe so that was that was cool to see yeah, so miles I, I is the prowler that. in this yeah so there's all universe things I, see them, I could see them exploring that more like miles kind of uh and that dynamic with like prowler miles yeah like we could the only thing i'm curious is they explicitly said that like miles dad according to canon only has two days to live mm -hmm. Like, uh, and we see that the spot, the supervillain, who's now charged himself up as well mm -hmm. um, on this other uh, dimension uh, that's shown in the film, uh, is now in Miles's home universe. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> looks like he's pretty ready to go. Yeah. So uh, um, I don't know how we're going to do both of these at the same time with such a time crunch. Well, yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. So it's like I see elements that they could do. I like for uh, another thing is I don't think the thing with uh, Miguel is fully resolved. Like, I still think that the spider society will have a big role in the next movie. But the, the problem that I see is the timeline. Yeah, because it's like spot. I feel like the final fight is just around the corner. Spot's home. Um, Miles' dad is close to dying so it's like i don't see where the time is to like stretch out an entire another movie you know so that i'm curious to see because obviously this was planned um i'm curious to see where they go with it but i'm also nervous is my thing yeah and i am i i was pretty disappointed pretty bummed at the end too that there's just no resolution there mm-hmm uh, but to all you fan theorists, yes, you are correct. Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield are in <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse. Um, not kind of. I mean, Toby is just... To uh, it's a, yeah, I, I would say Toby. Actually, both of them are a bit hard to call cameo. It's just like That's footage true. from their respective films. Mm -hmm. But there, there was I, some theories about well, that. Uh, so got, they are kind of true. Mm -hmm. We did. We got Childish Gambino. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, he he made a live action appearance. Uh huh. Um, I'm trying to yeah. think if there's anyone else. Uh, there was also an odd little Lego sequence, <laughs> uh, like Spider Man Lego universe. Um, that was kind of funny. Interesting I mean, I to know. see. It's like a Lego movie around the corner? Question mark? Question mark? Who knows? Yeah. Other than that, yeah, you get Donald Glover. So. Mm -hmm. um, but um, to step away from it. Obviously, the ending, I don't think either of us were too happy with it. But to take a step back and look at the movie as a whole, I, I was generally, uh, I had a good time. I had a good time watching it. Um, once yeah. again, I the, the visuals, like I said, I feel like after 
COVID, I don't know what happened, but like the the animators are working like double time, or I, like I don't know what it is, but it's just they it just started. So they've, they've, there's a shift. There's a shift from reality to the animated style, like mm. a like a unique animated style. It's like um, one of the trailers for the film that we saw was the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mm. animation uh, that's coming out. Excited. And like what they do is they have such a clean, the cool art style. And it's it's the art style. It's a unique art style that kind of saves these animations, and they the messing with um, frames per second in these animations too. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've seen, and I think we talked about Puss in Boots in a regular episodes of Dormoo Chats. I, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We but did. if we have not, it was like honestly, I I liked. I thought that animation was even cleaner than uh, Into the Spider Verse, the uh, the first one. And I I think I still believe that. Um, the animation sequences in Puss in Boots still blew me away a little bit more than uh, this Across the Spider-Verse. But I will say Across the Spider-Verse was nothing more, uh, but nothing less than Into the Spider-Verse. It was, it kept, it was consistent. Uh, it kept its thing. So, I mean, it's, it's still good. And it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. It's kind of their mindset. It's like mm-hmm. animation style. No, like, mind-breaking scenes, I would say. Just apart from the, the amount of work, obviously, that animators had to put in and, like, just the time to render all the things. Because there's many scenes where mm-hmm. so much is happening, so little detail. Uh, one thing um, I noticed that was kind of new, uh, I think they messed around with color a lot more in this movie. Because there was a lot of times where they conveyed emotion through color uh for example when when gwen's speaking with uh her father um and trying trying to like you know talk to him about being spider woman um they use color a lot to like display like you know how they're feeling Mm -hmm. like whether it's like kind of like even even in that scene like when it was kind of a sad scene Mm -hmm. that the dad like finally accepts her they had like um, kind of like what looked like water running down like a canvas and it's kind of like bleeding the paint mm-hmm. uh, in the background. So like the background was like kind of what you'd call crying, I guess, because mm-hmm. there's you see like drops of the paint like yeah. rolling down off of the surface. Yeah, it was of really the background. beautiful. So was, I think that's definitely yeah, there was stuff like that. And they it definitely was, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think the um, one thing I, I will say uh, I did. Yeah, if we're comparing this and Puss in Boots, I think I enjoy the fight scenes in Puss in Boots a little bit more and I think that movie has a little more detail in places here and there but once again I mean it's different art styles I do think though this movie had some amazing backdrops like I don't think um as amazing as Puss in Boots was I think a lot of the times the background was not like as detailed or like that it's not the focus of it but there were some like like I feel kind of like breathtaking backdrops in this movie why there if it's like the Brooklyn skyline or like um they had like uh like I mean I guess it was mostly of Brooklyn but um I just think it looked really good or like when they're in the multiverse like the the different universes and all cities cities um I think yeah I think a lot of them were just like absolutely beautiful and the coloring again is it was so nice yeah I now one technical issue which i have not experienced in triple a oh, films yeah, in a long yeah. time was the audio mixing on this film was absolutely horrible uh some spots much worse than others but there was like the very it kind of sets the tone which is not what you want to do like the intro always sets the tone for what the film's gonna be about but the thing is the intro the, the music is just blasting loud and you can barely hear the dialogue yeah yeah so for context yeah like gwen's playing uh drums for her band and all and she's also like kind of summarizing the events of the first movie but there's times in that where like i could not hear what she was saying at all because just something was off with the mixing like it, it yeah, just and then there's this there's this fight scene too like early on in the film i'm not the biggest spider-man lore so i'm not i don't quite remember who he was um but he's just kind of like they call him like a da vinci type monster he's got like this oh, it's like these da vinci yeah, yeah. It was like is a it? version of the vulture yeah, from old, the Renaissance. Okay. yeah um but like during that fight scene they're like he's talking and stuff too but the background music is so loud that like you can't hear his dialogue mm-hmm. um so it's just like it's just kind of odd. It was things. really odd because it's like I didn't expect that from this kind of movie, and like I was, it, it was, it was so strange to the point where I was thinking, like, is it like the the theater speakers? Like, is it like a speaker not? I working? thought so too. Like, I, um, I was so I, confusing. I just had to look this up. Uh, the first thing IGN from one hour ago, as of the recording, mm-hmm. uh, 
Spider-Man Spider-Verse viewers are having trouble hearing the dialogue. Yeah. Is one of the first things they say. CNN also has sensory overload uh, with issues hearing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely the mix. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it is not the projectionists. So Okay, that's good um, to know. To at least been... from what at least from what they've said so far. Yeah. Uh I assume that if this gets released to streaming platforms, They'll this will be it? edited, mm-hmm. question mark. I hope so. Because I think that's pretty bad. It's kind of tragic that it's happened. Because in this day and age, there's so much review, so much you have board memories, you have like critics view it early. Mm-hmm. And for this not to be really changed is kind of odd like it's kind of unprofessional i mean it is a very small thing but i think it's also very important especially when your film starts off with barely being able to hear the main character um in a couple sentences yeah but i mean overall it's not completely persistent throughout the whole film thank goodness yeah it's not the Um, biggest issue like you said it's just it's just a bit jarring because it's the introduction so it's like you just like Opened up to the movie. You waited five it, years for this, and you you can barely hear the dialogue because someone didn't mix the audio. Exactly. Correctly. Yeah. So it's like, but well, I think it, yeah, it doesn't persist through the entire movie, but there are definitely sequences where it's like hard to hear the dialogue, and it just seems like an, such an odd problem to have because I don't think yeah, like you said, in this day and age, it's like it's pretty much down to its science, you know. So it was it was strange to say yeah, the least. I, it was it was definitely odd. Um. But I mean, overall, like the animation style, like I said before, it's it's still nice. It's still fresh. No little like editing issues apart from like the audio uh, mm-hmm. speaking. Um, the the comedy in there was not too bad either. I mean, some of the jokes kind of made me chuckle a bit, uh, and definitely got the the audience chuckling as well. Oh, yeah, um, that was the guy behind us. Yeah, that was <laughs> thoroughly enjoying every joke. There was a guy behind us that laughed at almost every joke. He's at least like forty. And it's like you know what. You do you, man. You're enjoying this. I mean, yeah, enjoying he's this. enjoying the film, yeah. And that's what it's for, so there you I go. I will say the same man was absolutely silent with the ending as he well. He was completely <laughs> silent <laughs> with the ending, said the, that it's to be continued, so <laughs> whatever enjoyment he had during that film, he probably won't remember. He'll remember the, just the sadness the of distaste. the last thing he sees in that theater is to be continued. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, really, unfortunately, I hate to say it because the ending is only like two scenes long and then just ends. But that plagues a lot of the film for me because it's just like, yeah, sure. Like the like pretty much the rest of the film is pretty good. I mean, nothing too crazy, but nothing horrible either. Like it was I was enjoying it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just to take away any satisfaction. Yeah, like I think, I mean, I think I, we keep talking here, about like, it, but I think it's worth talking about because it's just I think it's looking rough. back a, a week later, I won't be affected as as much but like right sure, now yeah. that taste is just in my mouth so it's like it really just pulls away from like everything that the movie did really well um in terms of the plot and all i don't think it's anything crazy but it's definitely it's not poor either like i think it fits yeah, for I definitely like because let's think of the the new things that were identified is um so like gwen spider woman uh like his her dad uh believes that like she killed peter parker that, that, uh, that she, spider woman killed yeah him. but he doesn't know that it's that she is spider woman until yeah. later yeah. on yeah yeah uh because he drinks like the lizard juice turns into a lizard because <laughs> he wanted to be special like her um and then ends up dying because she tries to save the day uh but unfortunately just like the building kind of crushes him or whatever then the the father the poli- uh, of Gwen uh, who's also the the cop like thinks like sees Spider Woman with him and thinks that uh she killed him um so then the Gwen's dad has this whole like vendetta against Spider Woman like he works for years trying to you know catch her mm-hmm. um so there's this whole distaste but then eventually uh uh he ends up getting Spider Woman um. And then she takes off the mask, reveals she's like, you know, I'm the daughter, or whatever. And there's this whole kind of conflict. So that that's that's one of the plot points. And so that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's a, it's a unique thing. We've got um, Miles Morales growing up, and his parents are kind of struggling with that. Um, uh, they they're both like are hard, kind of having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that he is growing up, and he's you know, like pretty much qualifies to go to college because he's a very intelligent person. Um. And so you have that going on um, and they kind of discover that like Gwen is like seeing Miles kind of, but they don't really know. Like they, they assume that 
it's like this relationship is what's taking all his time when really it's mostly just the whole being Spider-Man thing that they don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also an interesting dynamic. Uh, of course, now we discover that the police chief is supposed to die, according to canon, which means that Miles' dad is supposed to die. So that creates a whole new conflict in tandem with the, the spot kind of coming to his home universe and probably, mm-hmm. um, you know, creating chaos. Uh, but and then of course the last one I can think of is the whole Spider-Man 2099 or uh, what was Mike Miguel Miguel O'Hara? Um, yeah. Yes, Spider-Man 2099 is trying to he has his own views about how this should work about like sticking true to the can we can't mess with it because he tried to once and he lost his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he realized he could never do that. So he had to sacrifice, make that sacrifice. Um, but he kind of doesn't want anyone else to try and do it out of fear. Um, so there's, that means there's kind of conflict that's been generated. And we do see that conflict, too, of between Miles and Miguel, just due to their differing views about the, the Spider-Verse. Because um, Miles is still very much attached to his dad, and he's going to do everything he can to, to stop uh, him from dying, despite that being his fate. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of uh, good storylines and some, like, very emotional storylines happening. Um, once again, unfortunately, none of them really get resolved. Yep. Um, I will but say at the, least they are set up and ready to be ended. For the, for the amount of storylines that are kind of going on, I think they did a very good job of, like, uh, blending it together. Like, I don't think... One oh yeah, no. They, there's a the lot other. of stuff going on. Yeah. I think that's what we talked about in like the last episode. Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot going on, mm-hmm. but the issue is it felt like a lot was going on, mm-hmm. and it felt like they were trying to do a lot at once. Yeah. Um, which at least with this film, there was a lot going on. There's a lot of storylines happening in once, but they all tie into each other very nicely. That it doesn't feel like it's trying to like very quickly talk about all these things and try and get all these resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it doesn't feel like the plot doesn't weigh down the film at all. I don't think, and I think this plot is by all means very very interesting one to follow for this film. I think it was a good pick. I think it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, on the topic, on a diff- bit of a different topic, I think we always kind of discuss this when we watch uh, superhero movies. But the villain, what do we what do we think of it? Now, there there's a bit like you said because there's so much going on. There's more than one conflict, kind of, because um, obviously we have the villain villain, which is Spot in this one. But then we also have Miguel kind of turning into a bit of a villain because he's very like um, sticks to his views on how the canon event should go and disagrees with Miles. Um, but I guess what I mean, we'll look at Spot first, because I think he is. I mean, he is. Yeah. He like calls yeah. himself the so, villain as well. What do you think? So once again, so uh, the Spot is a very old i mean the spot has been around in spider-man canon uh in spider-man comics um for for quite a while uh so it's definitely not new to those that are really into like i think it was like 1984 was like the first time he's appeared oh wow uh, i'd briefly heard about him but not really any details um and i think they kind of the the creators obviously expect this to be true too because i mean a lot of their viewers are not going to be diehard spider-man people especially when they're kids like they don't really have knowledge of the 1980s spider-man mm-hmm. comics i mean i didn't uh, i didn't even know of Spot. Yeah, and i didn't i i barely knew him um so obviously this film does try and uh say why or how this villain came about so as you know he got caught in an explosion caused by morales um so spot says oh i'm kind of your nemesis and he's like well what do you mean it's like well i'm your nemesis and it slowly gets revealed two miles and the the audience how or what he means by that mm-hmm. um because cause it was Spot that got uh, the spider from another dimension. That's true, That yeah. ends up biting Miles. So that's why he says, I created you and you created me. Mm-hmm. But you, here you are, a superhero, and I'm just like a guy that can barely live a life, so I have to like resort to crime. Yep. Um, but I will say, once again, it does, like his whole origin story is like a one scene, like two minute, like... Well, honestly, it's less than that, like a one minute little like, oh, yeah, so I was working in this lab and then you blew me up and then this happens. It's like he says his name and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe here's a little quiz for you. OK, what was Spot's name? It was said in the film. It was said in the film. <laughs> Indeed it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's a, do I get like a multiple choice question? Maybe I'll, I'll remember it uh, after I hear it. Yeah. Hey, let me let me uh, just make some fake names and add his one in the list. 
Uh, yeah, me, off the top of my head, though, I do not remember what Swat's name was prior yeah, to... Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> we got... Adrian Toomes. Okay. We got... William Baker. Okay. We got... Dr. Curtis Connors. Or... We got Jonathan Owen. Was it the second one? Second one was William Baker. Yeah. It is indeed Jonathan Owen. <laughs> it was Jonathan Ohm? It was Jonathan Owen. Yeah. Oh. But it's, that, that's kind of what I mean. So it's like, they do, he does have a backstory. It was very brief, and they just kind of name drop him, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that's about it. Well, once again, yeah, I feel like uh, he's not like 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 we said over and over. <laughs> we're just um, he's not the cent- like the only conflict in the movie. So I think like they didn't want to spend too much time. Yeah, I didn't want to spend too much time with him because well, I'd argue if you're not going to have the conclusion of this film be added, you might as well take that extra time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that's also true. That's what you we were saying earlier. But yeah, he's like not the only driving force in it. He's just kind of like a threat to loom over everything else that's happening. So you just kind of have oh, to yeah, remember he, him. He's the one that's creating. He's kind of like the catalyst. He's the one that creates all these events. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be the one that causes the canon to come true. Yep. He's also the one causing conflict between the spider men universe the spider-man society yep um so like yeah he is the driving force of all the conflict Mm -hmm. um but not necessarily always the main thing the main issue going Mm -hmm. on because there's so many subplots as well yeah that each have their own sources of conflict he had a similar to dynamic to uh like kind of from what i remember like the um (laughs) <laughs> we talked about it earlier, but the Lego, the Lego Batman, it's a, I guess not the Lego movie, but the Lego Batman movie, um, where Joker is like, like his whole thing in that movie is that he wants Batman to like recognize him as his like nemesis. So it's like at the start of this movie, like Spider-Man and uh, Miles, excuse me, calls him, calls Spot, like Spot's trying to like rob yeah, he this does have- convenience store and he's like terrible at it because he's not a criminal, he's a scientist. Um and he's like resorted to crime because nobody wants to work with him because he, yeah, cause he's he a has weird looking like yeah. he looks like a he's in like a white suit like jumpsuit thing yeah like yeah um, morph suit with like black holes exactly so it's like obviously not can't be a normal functioning member of society mm-hmm. anymore and yeah. he's kind of an odd one out so, so he has he, to do this he wants Miles to like recognize him as like a nemesis but Miles calls him like a what was it like a weak. What is it? Something. Uh, I feel the team. Week, week, something. Yeah, week. Villain of the week. Something. Villain of the week. Villain of the week. Yeah. yeah. So he calls him. Yeah, the villain of the week. You know, so just like a throwaway thing, and that gets him like angry and uh, incur like motivate motivates him to like you know become more powerful become, yeah. and blah blah blah. So that deny uh, that that yeah just kind of reminded me of the the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Um, well, it's like and that, that's a thing very common like uh especially like the batman comics and stuff too and even the arkham video games like joker's biggest fear revealed in the the, the batman video games mm-hmm. was like not being remembered exactly. when he died yep. like he want like and he needs batman to survive and batman kind of he argues needs him to survive too so it's like it's definitely that type of vibe yeah yeah um obviously there's not as much of a history between spot and miles but um honestly i i kind of enjoyed him uh, even though he didn't have a whole spotlight, like uh, I don't know quite what it is. Like, like I think it was just like the his like mannerisms and like he had some like quips as well and like the way yeah, he's he, quite like, a humorous yeah, guy. Yeah, the uh, way he carried he himself. He did become kind of a darker character That's, later on, which yes, kind of turned yeah. into like this black mega spot guy. Yeah, but, but um, but up until then, he's yeah, he's very like definitely like a guy not made to be a villain. But mm. that's what happened. Yeah. Um, no other choice. Exactly. Which uh, also follows a similar story to, oh, I'm going to butcher the name and people are going to be mad. I know, maybe no one. Uh, it's yeah, well, the, the, the Spider-Man that <laughs> yeah. Garfield's in, is that amazing? Amazing Spider-Man? It yeah, spectacular. Yeah, amazing Spider-Man. Amazing. Is it amazing? Okay. The amazing it's, Spider-Man. Uh, it's the movie with uh, Electro, who's uh, played so by Jamie Foxx. Yeah, the second one. So in that one too, Jamie Foxx is like a scientist and then gets dropped into a vat of eels and then becomes like a villain because no, everybody sees him as a freak, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of similar between that and Spot as well. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, overall, I kind of enjoyed him because he's a bit of a comical guy because yeah, it doesn't seem like 
very evil at the start or anything like that. But um, another another dynamic in the film though was uh, Miles and Gwen's relationship. Um, yes, yes, that's right. Because it was kind of hinted at in the first movie. I mean, we knew mm-hmm. they were friends in the first movie, but there was like a you know some hints here and there. Um, but here, I think it was explored a little bit more. <laughs> One of the things I was cracking up or chuckling about in this, the movie earlier on was like Miles has this uh, notebook with all his drawings and all. Um, and he, like ninety percent of the drawings are <laughs> are Gwen. So it's Gwen. like, yeah, yeah, we get, you get it, you get it. You know, young and in love, whatever. Yeah, but he's uh, <laughs> yeah, just all his drawings of Gwen. And then Gwen fi- Gwen sees it, <laughs> comes to his room, he goes through and, his like, notebook, goes through his notebook. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm. In here a lot, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then their little scene. So I guess you missed me. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he did. <laughs> um, and also their little scene on top of the uh, the oh, what was it? The bank. Uh, oh, one of the buildings. I don't. Yeah, I don't. They say it. His his favorite spot, study spot, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Assuming I don't remember. Um, but yeah, the the favorite spot. She was like leaning in on him and all. So yeah, like there's that romantic factor. It was a bit yeah, yeah, weird it's, it's, for me because they like had this very short thing where like Miles was like a little bit jealous that Gwen spent more time with the uh, hobby. Is his name? Yeah, the the British British yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, hobby. I think that's I think his name. So. Um, hobby. Hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a little bit jealous that he spent more time with that one and. There were like things of like, oh, you left your like toothbrush and sweater over at my place. It's like hinting at, you know, staying overnight, blah, blah, blah. I think everyone understands where that goes. Sure. Um, and like Miles was like, oh, like, what, what are you doing at his place? Well, like, how many missions have you guys gone on? It's like, oh, dozens. And it's like, but the, I don't know. The thing about that that like confused me is like, it was very brief. It was like maybe in total, like <clears throat> maybe two minutes of screen time in terms of like that dynamic uh, of like, like Gwen yeah. and Hobby working together and That's Miles so being very, jealous. Yeah. It was just a very small insert. I, I don't I'm not saying anything bad about it, but I it was just like Yeah, honestly I didn't really remember that. Yeah, it was just very short. That. Yeah, like very just kind of I, I don't know what to feel on it is I guess what I'm saying, but I'm not it's it's fine. Very I think it was just like a little quick thing to like yeah. show that there is tension like romantic tension between Miles, Miles and Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. So I, I yeah I don't think um, this would be taken too seriously apart from uh, that just showing another, that, like, that could be another thing that they kind of flesh out in the next movie. I assume they will, because it was slowly just kind of hinted at, but definitely trying mm-hmm. to like kind of tease audience into like, I'm gonna, oh, come I'm gonna on, call like, it just right get now. I, I, it's not anything special, but I think right, here we go. Miles <laughs> and Gwen are gonna kiss in the next movie. Oh my god! <laughs> well, it's funny because Gwen reveals pretty early mm-hmm. on in this film that like in all the universes where Gwen gets together with like Spider Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go well. But he's like, well, it's the first time for everything, right? It's like, <laughs> okay. So we'll, yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I feel it's pretty much inevitable, especially in this type of this style of film. Mm. I mean, it's got to happen, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. You got to have that good yeah. feeling moment. Yeah. Because um. <laughs> I sure will tell you that did not happen at all during this film. There was no good re- resolution <laughs> at all. We're not uh, going to forget that, are we? We're going no, to be holding I think for a I year. Might for, I probably will forget it by the time... Well, the thing is, what I'm going to do is when this next film comes out in March, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. end of March, I'm going to watch, rewatch like the first two, theoretically. I mean, probably I won't actually, but I'm going to rewatch the first two and then get the same feeling at the end of the <laughs> second one. I'm gonna, it's all the memories of being like the distasteful feeling at the end. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be mad again. <laughs> I think that's definitely a feeling that's much stronger now than it will be later. Mm-hmm. Like, but also, I think it's, it's fair to say. Mm. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the timer now here. So shall we shall yeah. we break it down? We should probably break it down. Probably time. break it yeah. down into a rating. Uh, following that rubric that we followed before, which once again is literary element, directing element, visual element, editing element, and sound element. Um, and it's out of five. We'll start off. Yeah. So we'll start us off with the literary element. So the script, story development, dialogue, all that fun stuff there. Um, I'm gonna say I mean, yeah, a right. four. I'm gonna say a four. Um, yeah, honestly, that's, yeah, I, I think I can match you there because we, we talked about how they incorporated all these multiple storylines all into one without being like distracting exactly. and 
doesn't take away and, and they're all pretty decent storylines they're not really that stupid i don't i don't think mm-hmm. and, there, and there's some character development going on with uh how miles feels about telling his parents and also miles's relationship with gwen so i think that all is very good i'm like hesitant to give it a five because i kind of want to reserve that for something that i like really got blown away by you know yeah like so- the script isn't revolutionary by any means yes. so, so that's why yeah. it's hard to give it a five but a solid four very solid four so uh so next is gonna be the directing element so it's definitely a little bit different with animated films but uh performance uh visual elements connected to the narrative uh set design character design lighting aesthetic kind of general thing uh that director would do i think i mean overall is pretty pretty solid it's definitely kind of I mean, the visual elements like definitely supported uh, the film and rely heavily upon them mm-hmm. uh, being an animated film that uh, has that comic book feel to it. Yeah. And I don't know. What do, you, what do you think there? Oh, yeah. Once again, it's a little harder when it is a animated film, but you have to think of like what shots they like chose to take and all and like that all is still there. And I think it's very well done. A, a lot of places, um, there's like a ton of action. Like the, the hard part is like when you have these like big like superhero moves is when you have like so much action going on in this one, you have like a ton of Spider-Men fighting, you know, in the scene where they're they're in the spider society and everyone's trying to take on Morales. You know, you have like all these elements happening. It's like, how do you capture that and make sense of it to the to a uh, an, an onlooker, right? And I never really felt like distracted or confused about what was happening. So I think that all was very good. Um, and I think I'm going to give it a four again. You know, they def- they definitely uh, found a way to kind of navigate what would be confusing to kind of break down the, the very complex like multiverse theories and stuff to the audience, so even like a, a young child can understand. And I mean, I definitely. Yeah, I wasn't lost in the sauce, so to speak. I, I, I could follow, so I, I would probably match it for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so next is the visual element. Um, so particularly cinematography. So just kind of the angles, the shots, um, and the color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think this we, is where this movie really shines because it it's shines, such yeah. a beautiful movie. It, it's so like yeah, I think it's hard not to give it a five honestly because same just the, the colors like, like especially the color palette like in specific like it is it is beautiful like they the, they keep a very nice clean design mm-hmm. we talked about how like even the the background and colors show the emotion um of what's happening around them both like by colors or physically uh so it's it's quite it's quite quite exquisite <laughs> i must say yeah it's, so, it's quite exquisite indeed yeah um probably have to give it a five there but. five out of five for me as well yeah beautiful movie i mean that's why you're paying 10 bucks or whatever it is i hope it's not too much <laughs> yeah hopefully not I mean, as much as we like hated on the movie for the last like hour or yeah, 40 no, minutes or whatever it really is a one, i mean beautiful you movie. have to understand it is, it is very beautiful um next a similar category but the editing element so like the vfx like quality mm-hmm. uh the scene flow the shot selection the transition between shots um yeah just like how the shots connect to the overall style that type of thing mm-hmm. um there was once again it's animation, so it does give you a lot more freedom uh, yeah. with those shots and to do them easily. But I think the editing itself was very clean. There was some very nice transitions. Um, they didn't once again not completely groundbreaking, but very clean, very clean transitions. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was kind of nice, nice yeah. little cut there. Um, so I think for the reasons um, you said, I'm I'm going to give it a solid four again. Yeah, just because. Yeah, I think it's a four again. Yeah, nothing I, groundbreaking. There's definitely but... nothing groundbreaking, which would bump it up into that fifth category. Um, but it was it was very clean, no distractions by the VFX. Yeah, and uh, finally, this last element, um, the last rubric uh, category here, which unfortunately kind of killed Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think it might kill this <laughs> film too. It's coming back. Is the sound element? This is the, uh, so. This is this is the, the one sound to beat, effects. It looks like music score dialogue and folly and all that stuff um see it's hard because it was only like two or three instances where i noticed or unique scenes i should say where i noticed that the music was completely drowning out the dialogue Mm -hmm. yeah but honestly i think that's too too many like I really don't think there's a good and, excuse for there to be any, also, like in a triple A like, film. And also one of those scenes, like we said, was the intro. So it's like, like, how do you do that? Like you're starting the movie off. This is like very important to catch, to reel in the viewer, you know? 
It's like it's their yeah, first so impression. It's just, like, how do you just do that? Purely because of that, I think I have to give it a three. I because um, this this particular rubric we're like reading off of, mm. it quite literally says it's distracting and it's hard to hear dialogue. And it's like that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what happened. Like, like I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like once again, I think in terms of like script and everything else, like I think the the dialogue of the characters and all was thought out and good. But when you can't hear it, what's the point, right? So yeah, even though it was you know only here and there, I think it's like it's kind of unforgivable in the sense that I, I like I don't think that should be an issue at this point in cinema you know like, I don't yeah. think you should be going into the theater and then in the first 30 seconds of the movie just wondering like what what is what is what are they saying <laughs> yeah what's, what's what is this yeah so yeah for that I think uh, I think you're fair there I think I'm also gonna give it a three yeah all right so that's gonna bring it to a total of eight out of ten um, taking, of course, all those categories out of five, uh, out of 25. Um, so eight out of 10. I mean, once again, I think that that pretty much sums up my overall rating. I think it was definitely a very nice, uh, film, visually pleasing. Uh, the, the music they use was fine too. It's, I mean, it matches like kind of the hip hop, like, uh, modern music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a couple of original sound pieces, soundtrack pieces that in there as well. Yep. Yep. Um, but once again, just like really rookie mistakes with, uh, some of the dialogue when it was important, especially in the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a really distasteful ending. I feel like a little bit of a disservice to the dedicated fans. Um, I don't know if you have any closing remarks there, but it's probably gonna be mine. Yeah, yeah. Once again, I mean, you should definitely go and watch the movie. Still, it's it's a very beautiful experience. Uh, I guess just coming in, know that <laughs> the ending is a little unsavory. But you know, I, I once again, once I would definitely go and watch it. I definitely put it above Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, definitely. And uh, going forward, I just I'm really excited to see a lot more of these animated movies that have their own style. Like we like you said, we saw the trailer of the Ninja Turtle movie, Teenage yep. Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Um, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that is coming out uh, in shut up uh, and that also looks like so beautiful so it's like yeah, I'm I glad that we're, we're at this point because my just... hierarchy of animated films I think uh, Puss in Boots still holds its ground as the top dog but okay, I have fair. to say Puss in Boots little concern you might lose your spot with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out <laughs> T-T, uh, T-T-T-M-N-T. T-T-T-M-N-T. TMNT Yes, coming out. I think it might be hard to say than the actual words. Um, but that coming out, I think that's that's one to look for. But of course, that's not out yet. So go ahead and watch this <laughs> instead. Oh, uh, no. But no, it's a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah, so. very, very good movie. Um, I hope we can continue doing this little series. I'm liking how it's Yeah, we got on, we got on so this far. one early, right on, right on time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely looking forward. This one did kind of slide under my radar. Um, I think uh, I kind of forgot to mention it in the last episode of upcoming films, but uh, I am glad to, glad to see it because it's probably one of the best films out um, there right now. Mm-hmm, uh, definitely. Albeit not too many out there, but um, once, like I'll say it again, still looking forward to Oppenheimer and possibly <laughs> the Barbie movie oh, if I I'm pressured enough. Watch I think we do have to watch the Barbie movie at Society this point. Society demands <laughs> that we watch yeah. <laughs> Cult, yes. But, uh, yeah, that's all for this until, week. Yeah, 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 until the next next film comes out here. Go out, go uh, out, see Spider Man. You'll enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Just don't try uh, to groan too much at the ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just stay strong. Stay strong, heroes. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Well, until then, Adios. see you guys next yep. time. Bye. Bye. Teenage Mutant 